I still really echoey? No, you're good now. Okay. Good. Yeah, I figured it's because I'm talking over a glass desk into a window. That would do it. Yeah. Okay. Do we? Do you want to re-record the, the opening? No, it was fine. Okay. Um, or we, we have to anyway, because you stopped me in the middle. You're right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well... Hello, and welcome to the Hamsteak Podcast, where we read Homestuck and tell you about it. My name's Lydia, and I've read Homestuck before. My name's Alex, and this is my first time. (laughs) So, this week, uh, we're going to do episode 14, where we are, like, sort of following on the heels of a big ol' recap of everything we had read so far, and then the end of Act 3. Yeah, so if you're just, uh catching us now, you might want to uh, go back and listen to the last episode, because we did a recap, but also we skipped over a lot of stuff, because Homestuck is a super dense text, and you might want to just start from the beginning. It's true. And I, as always, we, like, advocate reading along with us, because there's, as much as we talk about, there's lots that we don't, and there's lots that doesn't translate, so. Yeah. Um, so, um, Lydia, how are you? I'm, like, good. Uh, I'm actually home on spring break right now uh, as we record this, although when you people hear it, I will be back at school in the middle of just the never-ending, like, senior spring crush, crush, crunch? Crunch? Crush? Senior spring crush. Yeah. (laughs) Something like that. Um, But I'm good. I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm excited for grad school. Yeah. That's really exciting. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Um, I'm currently job searching, and I've got some some promise and stuff going on, so that's exciting. Yeah. And I'm just gearing up for spring to actually start, because it's been teasing us. In between snowstorms? Yeah. Oh. I saw <laughs> you, you Snapchatted me, like, a little bit of, like, little green sprigs of something, though. Yeah, like, there was... There was some something growing, like in the in the lee of a house, but now it's like gonna storm again today or something. Oh. So, I mean, you know, who knows? <laughs> Mother Nature, she is fickle. That she is. Or the ocean is that she is fickle. Something's fickle. Someone. Lots of personifications of nature tend to be rather fickle. mercurial. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Mercury, ironically, is very regular. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I wonder why we decided that it makes people, like, irregular. Maybe because the, um, the metal makes people irregular. Oh, that's true. I don't oh, okay. know. Okay, I get it now. But, like, then why did we decide that metal was associated with Mercury? I don't. I don't know. Maybe Mercury doesn't look regular from Earth. Maybe? Or maybe we, like, associated that with... Maybe the metal is associated with the god and not the planet? Well, the planet was the god. Oh. Like, the the the, the moving the moving lights in the sky were thought to literally be the gods. Oh, that's kind of... That, like, makes sense, but, like, aw. <laughs> anyway, this is a podcast about Homestuck. 
No, it isn't. It's a <laughs> podcast about ancient mythology. Pretty much. It's like not the first time it's come up, nor will it be the last. <laughs> so there's also not a ton to talk about this week. There's a segue for you. Uh, there's also just not a ton to talk about this week because um, the intermission is really nice. Uh, because unlike later intermissions, this one is legitimately just like I won't say it's a total break from um, of of continuity, but it is a completely different set of characters, and there there's not any like real dialogue happening it's just it's just shenanigans it's just non-stop violent shenanigans yeah so so this is yeah this is an interesting little side story because there's not really much we can we can say because it's not really prone to being described i guess Mm. you kind of just have to experience this for yourself yes it reads if you've read any of problem sleuth it reads a lot like problem sleuth in that it makes even more, like, visceral use of, like, the textual medium and the hypertextual medium. Um, mm. And, like, the actions of, like, moving between pages and stuff and just, like, fucking with the reader. Um, right. And, yeah, so, like, I'll probably comment on the jokes that I liked the most, but most of them really don't translate. Yeah. So I think what we'll do is just kind of, like, set up the scene and then go through some of the highlights. Mm. So basically, I'll, I'll try to explain what's happening here. So basically, as we saw, I think in the last intermission, which was a while ago, um, the we have the Midnight Crew, right? Mm-hmm. And they are these uh, four carapace people who are uh, card-themed, or card-suit-themed. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, Spade Slim. Spade Slick. Spade Slick. You're looking uh, at the, a page that has his name on it right in front of you. Am I? Yes, I wasn't looking. It's right I under here. I wasn't I wasn't looking at the page. <laughs> okay. Um we have Spade Slick, Hearts Boxcar. Go. Diamonds Droog and Club's Deuce. Okay. Um and they are in this mansion, I guess, uh fighting this other gang who are time travel themed. Each one of them has a different like weird time travel-ish power. Mm-hmm. And basically, they are going around this mansion um, murdering these green dudes uh, and <laughs> being pretty successful at it. There's a there's a premise. So they're rival gangs. So we know the yeah. Midnight Crew from um, in the main Homestuck storyline universe, the Midnight Crew are the subject of MSPaintAdventures.com. Right. And in and in this universe, Homestuck is the Is the subject uh, of MSPaintAdventures.com, yes. Yes. Um so we've seen the characters before a little bit. We've like read a couple pages of their story and like they're not doing they weren't doing anything important. Now we learn, oh like this is the felt and they um they've just like <laughs> I think the the language they use is they just knocked over um one of the Midnight Crew's favorite casinos, and so to get revenge, the Midnight Crew are over at the Felt's mansion, and they're trying to, um, like, take out as many of the members as they can, take out their leader, Lord English, and, um, break into their, um, safe, which supposedly has some cool stuff in it. Right. Um, and, yeah, that's basically what's going on here, and because... Um, there's a whole bunch of time travel shenanigans involved. I'm not even going to try to explain the 
uh, the content of this reading. Yeah. But basically there's a bunch of carapace person murder. There's a lot of carapace person murder. And yeah, okay, so if that makes you, if that stresses you out that we're not going to talk about the intricacies of it, don't worry, because like having read this through, I can tell you confidently that this, like the intricacies of most of what goes down here has absolutely no bearing. On the rest of the story. That's that's kind of what I guess. Yeah. Um, because it seems so convoluted to the point where I doubt it makes internal sense. Yes. Even like I mean, Hussey, as we've seen, does lots of ridiculously convoluted stuff mm-hmm. that makes internal sense as a joke because it's so convoluted that nobody's gonna bother checking. But you're like but the joke is that if you did check, it would make sense and you would have wasted your time. Yeah. Um, this, I'm sure, doesn't make internal sense. Oh, because does. there's, like, tracking people's, like, future and past paths. Oh, it works. And, like, I mean, I'm sure it works, <laughs> but, like, I'm sure if you, like, scrutinized it completely, it wouldn't completely work. Or, I actually, fuck, probably people have, it, and it does. It does. It does. It's watertight, yeah. God damn it. God damn it! <laughs> Pussy! <laughs> Do you, you're beginning to feel it now. Hussy. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. I it was really interesting actually because when I when I've read it through before, I've normally just been like, <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. This is hilarious. And because I run a podcast on it now, I feel obligated to like explain it. So I was like taking notes on like where everybody was and how they got there, and like it's yeah, actually not, not that complicated. It helps if you've <sighs> read it before. I guess I don't think it's our wheelhouse to break this down. No, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna like actually explain to you everything that goes down, but I kind of it helps me to understand for myself. Okay. I just because there's little things that happen like punching someone from the future, which makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. Like I specifically do not understand that mechanic, because there's there's characters that can follow, you know, they can see your trail of where you've been in the past and like then they can mm-hmm. it's like There's <sighs> so I guess we can we can probably just describe a couple of their powers. So there's, like, what, 15 of these guys? There are 15 of them, but I believe at the start of the story, three are already dead, and uh, one right. is out of the picture. Right, because we see, like, um, Spade Slick has this little uh, post board with, uh, like, Polaroids of each of these guys. It's called and his he... Vendetta Itinerary. <laughs> yeah, um, and he just, like, crosses them off as he... As he kills them, or as he sees that they've been killed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but there's like 15 of these guys, and they're each wearing these bowler hats, which are um, different billiard balls. Yep. Which was, that made me realize that, um, like, they're all, I guess, game-themed. But also I'm not sure how that, what that has to do with their time abilities. Or if that's completely separate. Yeah, I mean, I think the main thing is that notice that the eight ball is missing, but, like, I think in billiards, pretty much the rest of them, like, they only matter, like, because, like, based on whether they're striped or, like, relative to each other, um, so, Mm. um, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, so yeah, so there's a bunch of these guys, and we're not gonna name them all, unless you want to. I think um, they're kind of fun. I want to go through them. Okay, I okay, because I I I didn't see a pattern in their names. Well, there's not really a pattern. I just think they're like silly. Okay, so have, go ahead. We have somebody named Crowbar who's dead, and he can 
wrench things out of the time stream. Like, if, if things are stuck in, like, a time loop, he can, like, pry them out. Um, there's Matchsticks, who I don't remember what he does, and Quarters, who I don't remember what he does either. Um, <laughs> but they are... I don't know what they do. It's not really important. Uh, except for Crowbar. He's important later. Um, Itchy basically can zip through time really fast, whereas Doze can um, slow it down for just himself. So he basically yeah. just goes into a trance. Um, uh-huh. Trace can see people's past trails. So he can see where you've been and, like, follow that to see where you proceeded after that, but only your past self. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas Finn can see your... Um, your future trail. He can see where you're going, yeah, uh, and, and trail your future trail, like, back to you, I guess. And these are, like, glowing, like, kind of headlight streams of different colors, like, that show where you are going or where you've been. Yeah, it almost looks like intestines, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty gross. It's, like, explicitly gross-looking. Like, the narration explains, like, the gross sort of rubbery arm of your time stream. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay, so they can see those. And then Clover, we don't know exactly what Clover does yet. He's, like, he's it wily. Says, yeah, it says he can, he can open the safe... Um, but only if you answer his, like, time-themed riddles. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's Die, who has the interesting ability of, um, he can essentially kill you, as far as he's concerned, by, he has a voodoo doll. And, um, if he, uh, puts a pin representing you into this voodoo doll, he gets transported to a time stream where you're dead. Yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I'm so into that power, that's so cool. Um, I want to say my favorite power mm-hmm. is the the one that Biscuits has, which is um, he he has an oven timer, mm. and he puts himself in the oven and travels to the future. Um, at a rate of as, one second per second. At, at a rate of one second per second until the timer goes off. <laughs> so he's just hiding in an oven. <laughs> um... But as far as he can, he's concerned, he's traveling to the future. It just takes a while. <laughs> um, yeah, so he does that, but I think he's, like, powerful because he hangs out with eggs, who I think his deal is that he has this egg timer, and he, like, sets the egg timer, and then he travels that many seconds into the future, and he can carry biscuits with him in his oven. <laughs> Okay. So that's how, like, later on in the story, we end up with just, like, bajillions of copies of them, because all Eggs really ever does is duplicate himself a bunch of times. Right. Okay, yeah. Um, so that's those two. And then there's so there's Stitch, who um, can sew up. Like, obviously, we've seen, like, things with voodoo dolls, and there's also, like, Lord English's coat, uh, which we'll see later on. And it's, like, I mean, we won't really even see it later on. It's not that important. I'll just tell you right now. So their gang leader, Lord English, apparently no one knows what he looks like. Um, but, uh, um, he has two coats. He has a Cairo overcoat and a spare one, and apparently whichever one he's wearing gets affected by holes in the time stream, and so, uh, Stitch can, like, fix those up by sewing it. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of, like, sewing-themed things, like, there's effigies, there's, like, big, you know, stuffed effigies of every member of the felt hanging up in his workshop, and, and they get, you know, full of holes or, like, slashed or whatever when they get 
stabbed or shot or whatever. Um, mm. So he's, I guess he's got powers like that. And then um, Sawbuck, I'm pretty sure, is just, like, powerful. I don't remember exactly what Sawbuck does. We don't see him in this reading yet. Okay. So that's that's everybody. That's our cast of characters. Yeah, and um, two-thirds of them are killed in this reading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, oh, and we should point out that these, they are all, like, they're monoc- monochrome, like, neon hideous green with blank eyes, um, but very expressive mm. faces, mm. Um, and sort of weird, like, cartoony bodies of, of very diverse proportions and shapes. <laughs> yes. They don't really look like the carapace people we've seen so far. No, they don't. They look, uh, actually, they look to me almost like the same color as the, like, Paradox goo yeah, that we've seen. They, yeah. Okay. I'm not, I don't think that's an important correlation. I think that's just a, a green color that Hussey likes. Right, it's yeah. Unsettling. Sure. Um, um, so yeah, that's basically what happens. Um, the Midnight Crew goes around this mansion and kills a bunch of these guys, which is too bad because they seem really cool. Mm-hmm. Um... Pertinent is, uh, so obviously one of the, me- we should go, we, we, so we named the members of the Midnight Crew, but, um, really the only externally really important one is, uh, Spade Slick, who Alex pointed out in our notes that you guys can't see, um, <laughs> that he is the same character model as Jack Noir, who we, who, he's an arch agent in the Dark Empire in John's Game of Suburb, right? Right. Well, you pointed that out to me in a previous episode. Okay. Yeah. That's why, yeah. I wouldn't have noticed, I think. Okay. Really? Because I thought it was so obvious. I, like, got well, confused. Because I, I guess I, I just, like, I'm reading this a lot slower than you did the okay. first time you read it. Um, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely, if you are, like, mainlining this comic, and, like, this is, like, the end of your all-nighter, and you, like, started the comic, like, 14 hours ago, um, mm-hmm. you see spades show up again and you're like how did jack get here because you see you can even see like he's got a barcode the same way that jack does he's got a barcode on his wrist um and he's not he's not the same person for like i don't know there's a couple different reasons you can tell i think at some point during one of the intermissions we actually ask him or we actually ask jack you know aren't you spades slick and he's like no um so they're not the same people spades like doesn't seem to know what humans are he like on a couple mm-hmm. different occasions, sees pictures of humans and is like, "What is this animal?" Yeah, yeah. He thinks um he thinks that mustached and non-mustached humans are differing species in the same genus. <laughs> fair, it's fair. Mm-hmm. There may be something to that. <laughs> I don't know. Um. So there's a whole bunch of like motifs going on with these guys. Mm-hmm. Like each of each of the Midnight Crew has um. An inventory management system, kind of, which is <laughs> they have a pack of cards, like a like in an item slot that you can see on the screen. Um, but then, as soon as they access that, it transforms into a um, receptacle, a, a big thing to put stuff inside, and they deny ever having had a pack of cards. Mm-hmm. Um, and these thing, these receptacles are very silly. Very silly named. Um, there's the Brawlsalium, the, uh, what? The tub. The Wrath Tub. The Wrath Tub. 
yeah, the battles robe. Battles? What? what? There's battle strobe. There's the battle robe. Mm-hmm, the brawlsalium and the yeah and the and the wrath tub and then uh, uh, slick just has a war chest. Yeah, um, and they just have like all their stuff in there, and they each have um, backup hats. Mm-hmm. And in their backup hats, they each have two candies. Yep. Which are usually black, or for the for the black suit, did like the spades and clubs mm-hmm. guys. They have black licorice candy. And the other guys, uh, the heart guy has, hearts box cards, has, uh, wax lips, because mm-hmm. they look like hearts. And, um, I don't know what the diamond guy has. Um, diamonds? I don't, th- I don't think we saw it, actually. Uh, he has, um, he has Swedish fish, and we never see the candies themselves, because he sees them right. in their card form, because they store all their items as cards. Right. In his deck. Um... Yeah, and then they so there's there's the motif of that. They also keep up with <laughs> they keep up with the suits, um, like the card suits um, motif in like the smut. The two of the characters, the like quasi smut. Yeah. So um, Hearts Boxcar has a magazine with a heart on on the front, and he like sensuously describes like the crease that you could just fall asleep in, and like. The tapered end. It's yeah. It's very silly. It's oh god, but the 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 joke about it, like the wordplay about it, is really funny. I I think I want to actually is. read it. Where where is that? Oh, red cheeks. Red magazine. cheeks magazine. All right, so we're gonna open this page. <laughs> uh, HB perused Red Cheeks magazine. Just glancing at it gives you palpitations. Literature for avid cardioficionados such as yourself. Those burgeoning red humps. That mischievous little tail. The snug, welcoming cleft. The saucy imagery is hard to beat. Harder than what you beat inside your chest now. Your heart is what you're beating. You beat it to Red Cheeks magazine pretty regularly, you'd say. (laughs) 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 It's good, it was good. It's good, yeah. It's a really good wordplay. Yeah. It's good writing. Um, and there's a, yeah. there's a, there's a corresponding magazine that, um, Clubs Deuce has that's, I think, called Black Inches. Mm-hmm. And... And he's, he's quite embarrassed that it comes out of his, a battle robe. Yes. And it's just about licorice. It's just sensual. Also, can we talk about, um, Clubs Deuce's? Clubs Deuce? Yeah. Because <laughs> he's really cute. <laughs> so the other, these other guys, they're like these tall, like, black imposing figures with like angry squinty eyes mm-hmm. um and clubs deuce is this short portly little guy with like small white round eyes mm-hmm. staring blankly and he's just like um he's just like he thinks he's really nice mm-hmm. and like he thinks he's being friendly to everyone mm-hmm. but he's like part of this gang that's murdering people um so Spade Slick is going around destroying all these clocks, I guess, because he has this vendetta against the Time Gang. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, Diamond Deuce? No. Diamond's Druid. <laughs> no, no, the... Club's Deuce. Club's Deuce. Um, he, like, goes around hugging the clocks, mm-hmm. and, like, he just likes clocks. Uh, and yeah, he's just, like, this little guy who unwittingly, uh helps 
his friends murder some people. Yeah, he doesn't do any murders himself, I don't think. He does at one point place a bomb under a guy's head, but... Under a guy's hat, but... Yeah. <laughs> you could argue he has no idea what he's doing, like... Yep. Um, it really seems that way from the narration. He also carries a bull penis cane. <laughs> so yeah, do you want to... Want to talk about that? So let's let's talk a little bit about um, Clubs Deuce's bull penis cane. I have read this, I think, two or three times. I've made it through this section, and I always thought like that was a joke, like it was some like novelty item that like you would somehow like make a cane out of bull penis tissue no apparently they're a thing i googled it today as i was reading it because i was like this has to just be a joke no it's like apparently that's like the fanciest of fancy canes is the one that's made out of bull penis like is it like the bone no it's just because i guess like it's i don't know it's the kind of tissue that needs to like actually expand a ton so there's a lot of tissue there that's just Uh normally flaccid um, uh-huh. so it's apparently up to 36 inches or more long, and they just taxidermy it with, like, a thin metal rod inside to, like, support it, <laughs> and then it's just mm-hmm. this, like, stiff, like, gnarled bull penis. Like, like a, a fleshy, like, dry pe- cane. It, yeah, it, I mean, it looks just like a gross, it looks like stretched out intestine or something, but it's, it's fancy. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I found this out from fashionablecanes.com slash bull <laughs> underscore organ underscore penis underscore walking underscore cane dot HTML. Um, Your trusted source for cane info. Yep. Um, what is What do they say about it? Um, bull penis canes from fashionablecanes.com are not stretched over their supportive rod. They are naturally 36 inches long or longer, and the metal <laughs> support within... That sounds like a terrible Tinder profile. Yeah. Naturally 36 inches long. <laughs> Run no supplements screaming. here, ladies. <laughs> the organ is professionally cleaned, sterilized, and treated using top-quality taxidermy techniques. That's what you gotta put on your Tinder profile. <laughs> So you can be sure that your unique bull pizzle cane is beautiful, safe, and durable. I think pizzle is one of the terrible words that George R. R. Martin uses. Does he really? I recognize it. Wow. Okay, that's impressive. <laughs> um, oh, I just it just okay. pops up an ad uh, to give me a chance In- to win a $200 walking cane shopping spree. Wow. <laughs> Does can you get a, a bull penis cane for that that little? I don't think so. You can actually. They only cost um, one hundred dollars. That's a steal. It really is, folks. This podcast is brought to you by <laughs> what's the website? Fancycane.com. Wait, I'm I'm my earbud fell out as you were saying that. What did you say? It's bought. It's brought to you by bullpeniscane.com or whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Bullpenis, com or whatever. Your, your leading source for bullpenis canes or whatever. It's in the show um, notes, don't worry. Let's, let's move on. Wait, let me, let me like, actually make a note that that goes in the show notes. Hang on, I'm going to type oh. for a second. Um, so, I don't know, is there anything else we can really say about this reading? Um, I'm reading down here. Um, so, 
He has all of the members of the, I think we sort of said this, he has all of the members of the felt on his Videna, Vendetta itinerary, except for the eight ball character, whose name is Snowball, and all we know is that he doesn't intend to kill Snowball. That's out of the question. Right. Um, what else? Um, there's a lot of murder in this, which is a little bit shocking, like... It is. It's the first that we've seen of this, except, um, I kind of, that kind of made me question, um, because these guys are the same species as the imps and ogres that John's been murdering left and right. It's just that instead of poofing into grist, these guys are, like, lying on the floor with covered in blood. I think the imps and ogres are a different species than these guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think they're different organisms. I see. Yeah. They're, they are, but, they're carapace people, and then I don't know who the felt are. I, I don't, I'm, I'm pretty sure that still has not been answered. We don't know what they are. Sure. Um, so is, is Jack Noir, um, the same as these guys, or is he, he one of the... He's also a carapace person. But is he more like these guys, or more like the imps? Uh, the imps are explicitly not carapace people at all. Oh, I thought they were. I no. thought they were, like... Because I was going to, like, question, like, oh, has John been, like, doing genocide against, like, sentient beings? No. there We'll see later in the other kids, like, worlds that, like, monsters get spawned. And, like, these happen to be vague. Like, they happen to be humanoid because of John's, like, whole Harlequin thing. But, like, uh, most other places they're, like, uh, I think they, maybe they are, like, ogres and stuff. But they're meant to be, you know, not really sentient, just little... Okay. Oops or whatever. I mean, like, right. frankly, they still are, like, highly intelligent and, like, it's fucked up that he's murdering them, but, like, they're trying to, like, mess him up, so... Right, and can... they're, like, they're they're being, like, called into existence to murder him. Right. So, it's, like, video game logic. It's yeah. not the okay. same as these people who, like, exist kind of in their own right. Exactly. Okay. All right. That was my question. So, they're perfectly entitled to murder each other. <laughs> well. Yeah. um yeah so basically yeah we we basically it it spends a while introducing these characters their shenanigans they like trip each other and punch each other through the time stream and like people follow past trails and other people follow blood trails and like finding each other it's funny Mm -hmm. um oh one important other thing that i want to mention um is that die at one point um wants to um escape from, or he wants to, I guess, kill, quote-unquote, Spade Slick, and so he sticks his pin into his doll, and is, like, the time stream that he's transported to is a wasteland, um, because, you know, Slick has been saying through the narration, like, oh, I, I made this town, this town was nothing without me, and, like, literally it was nothing, it was a desert and ruins, like, oh, yeah, it was the ruins of, a, of an ancient civilization on a, a magenta nice. desert planet with, like, and also magenta moon and a neon green moon. Hmm. So it's like really surreal. Like you're in this like mobster like mansion environment, and then suddenly you're in like space. You're in a space desert. Um, yeah. And like I don't know. When I first read this in the middle of the night on no sleep, it actually really psyched me out really bad. <laughs> um. So that was fun. But yeah, I think that's the only other main point. And then basically the last thing Alex wrote for this reading is just goodness gracious. And that about sums it up. Um, there is, of course, Diamonds Droog's um, iconic line where he's about to shove the the Taylor character Stitch into his um, battle robe 
because it's not a wardrobe, it's a battle drobe. Um, mm. And he just says, um, get in, don't bleed on the suits. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's the reading. That's it. This week. <laughs> it's just, it's just shenanigans. You should definitely read it. It's a really quick read, like for page count relative to the, the, the comic. Cause there's no flash animations. There's no pester logs at all. It's just like a little caption under each page. Mm-hmm. And it's a good time. It is. Um, so Lydia, we have some listener questions. Mm. If you would like to send us a question, you can do so through Tumblr at hamsteakpodcast.tumblr.com, through Twitter at hamsteakpodcast. And that's it, because we deleted our Gmail. Or we're not checking it or something. Yeah, we deleted it from this segment. So (laughs) pretend that I had a conjunction word in there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Solid. uh, So our first question is from Anonymous who says, hey, I love the podcast. Would you be doing any guest speakers? People who know lots about Homestuck that you can ask questions or something. Mm. Um, And we haven't really talked about this, um, but my feeling is that it's complicated enough to get two people onto a Skype call. Mm -hmm. Um, This probably just isn't in the cards for us. Yeah, um, I've definitely... The other thing is I've heard podcasts that bring on a third, like, Skype host and, like, everybody's on separate Skype calls, that sounds like garbage. That's also true, Um, yeah. Yeah, like, you can't, you can manage, like, it's difficult enough to, like, you can't always hear the other person starting to speak over a Skype call and stuff like that. It's actually surprisingly difficult to just not constantly step on each other's toes. Um, Yeah. Any of us who, any of you who have been with us from the beginning, remember how terrible we used to be at that, and we're slightly better now. Um, but it takes a really long time to, like, learn another person's speech patterns and stuff, and so, I don't know. So that's one reason. The other reason is, like, I don't know. Somebody who knows a ton about Homestuck, it's kind of like, we're trying not to give spoilers, so, like, how much- maybe, maybe, like, way later down the road it'll make sense. Yeah, I don't think we're ruling it out, but, like- We're not gonna categorically say no, it's just not something we're planning on doing right now, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, thanks for the question, though. Yeah. Um- I love Abelans! Yeah. Um, our next question is from Heavenly Evan, nice. who says, what, on, on Tumblr, I should say, mm-hmm. um, who asks, what team of two or three Pokemon would each Homestuck kid have? What singular Pokemon would WV or PM have? How about dad or mom? Um, I feel like I should answer this, because Lydia doesn't really know much about Pokemon. I, I collected the cards as a kid, but I don't know anything. Okay, well, you, so you know, like, the first generation. Um, don't make me do this. Can you name, like, four Pokemon? I'm gonna feel dirty saying the names out loud, but, like, I know Pikachu, and I know Charizard, and I know Bulbasaur, and I know... I don't know, I know Raichu. I know Charmander, like... Okay, so, can you put four of those to WVPM, Dad and Mom, and I'll do the kids. I don't wanna, I feel embarrassed. Wait, okay, so WVPM, Dad and Mom, they each get an individual one. Yes. I don't know. I give mom Charizard because she's like probably pretty tough and like her house was on fire. <laughs> that's good. That's fine. that's really that's really good. Um, I would give I would give PM like um like Chansey or something, right? That's the yeah the one that's like all friendly. She's like a nurse. That's just, yeah, she's a nurse. 
that's like PM. She wants to help. Yeah. Um, that that's a really good answer too. Okay. Like that's a genuinely good answer. Um, I definitely feel like who would WB have? He'd have like a weird one. Like a like an angry one. Maybe. What about um? Hitmonchan, which is like the boxer one. Sure. Yeah. Or is that Hitmon he'd Lee? just be like, I don't know what to do with this. Or he'd or have no, like no, he'd no. have like a nonsense. Like he'd have like a, a bug one that like barely does anything. <laughs> or I was gonna say, um, you know, Voltorb, the one that's just like a giant Pokeball. Yeah. And just like with angry eyes. Okay. Yeah. I buy that. Or oh oh is there no there isn't a Firefly Pokemon, never mind. No. That's there amazing. Yeah, it's a point of contention with the fandom. Really? That because there obviously should be one. Mm. Okay. Well, so dad. And what? Dad. Um. What? Who should dad have? Maybe a Meowth. Isn't there like a there's a there's a there's like a Mime Pokemon? There's a Mr. Mime. Or like there's a lady like opera singery one. Jinx. Sure. Why would he ever? I don't know, because he's like trying to pretend like he really likes clowns, so he'd be like, "Let me get this Pokemon to like <laughs> show that I like clowns." I don't know. I, I was gonna say there's uh, an ice cream cone Pokemon, which is kind of similar to like his baking habit. Okay, let's do that. Okay. What's the name? Uh, well, there's three of them, but what? The... God. Well, because it's it's a family. This fucking mm. franchise. There's 150 or more to see. Oh, okay. To be a Pokemon master is my destiny. Good lord. Um, but I think the the third one is named Vanillux. Aw. Yeah. Uh, alright. So I guess I'll have to do the kids now. Mm. Um, John, I'm just gonna, like, barrel through this. Because okay. that's 12 Pokemon. Um, John would have a bolt. No, no. He would have... John would have Pikachu po- and don't lie to yourself. <laughs> He he would have Pikachu because it's like the basic, and he's like the basic protagonist. Yeah. Um, I think he would have hmm, something really cute, but tough. Didn't you say you would blast through this? <laughs> well, now I have to think hard about it. <laughs> I'm gonna go to Jade. Jade has all grass types. Okay. Grass and psychic. Um, so she has a Bulbasaur that she like takes very good care of and, like, wants to foster its flower. Aww. Um, she has a Routes, which is a tiny little psychic one mm-hmm. with, like, a, a bowl cut. Okay. <laughs> um, and she has... Mm, a sleeping Pokemon. So, probably a Snorlax. Oh, yeah. Like, the, the big sleepy one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think... That uh, Dave would have really edgy Pokemon, mm. but but they're all secretly wimps. So he would have um, a Lucario, which is like the one that looks like a Sonic OC, mm. but it would be like the weakest Lucario ever, uh, and it would like run away from everything. He would have um, he would have the Squirtle from the anime that has the sunglasses. Oh yeah, he would. Yeah, um, and he would have. Is there a puppet Pokemon? He would have Shuppet, which is a ghost puppet. Okay. Um, Rose would have an Inke, which is a little floating squid. Cute. Yeah. She'd also have a Tentacool, which is another squid, or 
jellyfish thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she would have an auxiliary, which is an octopus. They're all tentacled sea Pokemon. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's easy enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... You didn't finish Kay. John. Yeah, John would have... Bul- uh, no, not Bulbasaur. He would have Pikachu. He would have... Um, this is hard. He would have a Sand Slash, I think. Or no, a Sand True. Okay. Which is like the little mouse with like a brick pattern on it. Yeah. Um, and he would have a Skitty, which is a tiny little cat. Aww. Yeah. All right, that's that's that. <laughs> that was a lot of a lot of Pokemon. <laughs> um. You did well, as far as I can tell. Probably a lot of people <laughs> are like, oh my god. Thanks. Um, Alright, our final question on Tumblr is from Sirius Jones. Oh! Who who does the uh, Post Game of Thrones podcast, which you should all listen to, which is better than this. Super good. I was literally just listening to it like ten minutes before I sat down to record <laughs> this. They're really good. They're like very funny. They like actually have like jokes planned and like... I don't think they even edit. I think they're just, like, funny on their own. Yeah, man, they're so good. Um, and they have, like, um, they have really good opinions, also. Yes. Like, like, I don't know, like, podcast run by two dudes, like, I don't know, sounds alarming sometimes, but, like, <laughs> no, like, they're, they're super great. Yeah, they're good dudes. Um, so, Brooks asks, hello, when a pet store goes out of business, what happens to the unsold pets? Um, and I'm not sure if this is a goof, <laughs> or what. I don't, I don't... I feel like this is a trap. <laughs> um, uh, I want to say just the boring answer that they go to a shelter. Yeah. Um, but maybe there's a pun, maybe there's a pun somewhere in here. They like they all individually become like some child's familiar, and that child goes on to have some kind of like charming, like small scale fantasy story suitable to like. A young adult paperback pitched at ages like nine to thirteen. So they they die. You mean like and oh then God. become no. ghosts? No, they just go and hang out with the kid. Like the kid like finds a dog or whatever, and they're like, "Oh my God! Like it loves me. We're perfect." Well, do the do the pet store owners like just throw all the dogs out? Yes. No, oh, they okay. actually like at, at the moment they sign the bankruptcy thing. Like the animals just like are teleported to like. Opportune street corners. <laughs> With, like, there's some, like, Santa-like spirit who, like, winks at these dogs and they all get transported to their proper, their destiny. Yeah, it's actually, Santa actually fills his sleigh with stray animals <laughs> it's on the like, off-season. It's like all dogs go to heaven, but it's all dogs go to good homes. Oh, <laughs> Oh my god, that movie made me so sad. I don't even remember what happened. I just, it messed me up. Me neither. Did it mess you up? No, I don't remember what happened. Ah, okay. Alright, thanks for the question. Um, our final questions come from a friend of the show, Dromedary on Twitter. Hi! He sent us a bunch of questions. I saw. I was couple, like, I don't know how we're going to get a hit A couple all of these. them are... A couple of them are just silly, and I don't know if we're going to answer them. Um, but first of all, I like this question. Do you have a Fanapus, a Crusona slash Sleuthsona, 
and what are their names? Um, so my first... A fanapus? Like a car- fan carapus. Oh, fanapus. Yeah. Okay. Um, so my first thought with this was that you could just do whatever, mm-hmm. like any kind of name. Mm-hmm. And I, I went with Sophus Jones. <laughs> but I feel like it has to be like a game. Okay. Well, it doesn't have, PM isn't, isn't necessarily, uh... But, no, I, but what I mean with the, um, with the Crusonas. Oh, okay. Sophus Jones. Sophus Jones. That's really good. Thanks. Yeah, um... Well, I could, I could do a Crusona and you could do a fan of it, like a desert dweller. Mm-hmm. That, that style. Okay. Hmm. What would be my, like, I don't know, what would she be, like, doing in the desert? Like, what would her... I have trouble with it because, like, all of these... She she would... Sorry, go ahead. All of these, like, casts are, like, very, like, predestined and, like, tightly, like... Right. Um, I think that she would be running around in a lab coat trying to do science. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. I feel like all all of, like... My, like, when you ask, I don't know, what would my, like, name for this be? I'm like, science. It's gotta be something to do with science. <laughs> it's rapidly becoming, like, my defining, like, thing as a person, which is alarming, because <laughs> I do very little actual science, and, like, I'm literally mm-hmm. just an undergrad, like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but so, okay, so something science-related, uh, blah, 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 blah. I mean, the second word could just be scientist. Yeah, but that's boring. Lab assist? Like, lab assistant, but dropping the last syllable? That's fine, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm imagining her, like, scurrying around the desert. Yeah. Like, holding beakers out in front of her, like... Scooping up sand. Okay, like a like a windblown scientist or something, but that's like not exactly wind, like a oh, wind, I like windblown. Okay, or I was thinking scurrying, but I like windblown. The scurrying, scurrying experimentress. Fine. <laughs> I'm like embarrassed at that. I feel like that's like. 11-year-old, like, internet handle level, but hell, I'll take it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, it is. God. <laughs> God, should we make it, should we make it conform to the ACGT? No, it doesn't need to. <laughs> but, like, I feel like this pod, this episode is just embar- it's just here to embarrass me. Like, you made me, like, say Pokemon names, like, out loud, and, like... <laughs> I can cut that out if you want. No, I'm not, like, ashamed of it. It was just, like... Are you ashamed to know about Pokemon? Like, it was just bizarre. It was just, like, my mouth has not formed these syllables since I was, like, in elementary school. But I know oh. of Pokemon. Like, I'm on the internet. <laughs> I know what they are. Oh. Okay. But Lydia. What? <laughs> um, another question from Pastor is, uh, what would your time travel adjacent power be or what would you most like to have um and i'm gonna say the oven power (laughs) i feel it that would be actually pretty nice to just always have an oven that you could hide inside of yeah just like a time out from the world Mm -hmm. um 
I mean, the boring answer would be to, like, stop time, but, like, I think the more accurate answer would probably be, um, what if by remembering something, like, a pocket dimension was created, like a pocket time loop? Like, you could create little, like, pocket time, like, so it's not exactly stopping time, it's that you can, like, put people into, like, time pockets and, like, stick them there. Or yourself, rem- or whatever. By remembering something? So, like, it, it's that moment? Like, you have to, like, think of something that they need to do, or, like, think of something that you have to do, and then, like, you quote-unquote remembering, or, like, imagining it, or whatever, and then it's like, oh, no, I'm like, oh, no, like, I gotta go, like, do my laundry, and then, like, I go into a pocket dimension where I do my laundry, and then I come back. And then you come back, like, at the same moment with your laundry done. Yeah. Or, or, or I, like, imagine, like, you need to live the rest of your life you know, on Mars or something, and then they have to, like, uh, go live their entire life. And that's how you I like people that. with it. Because, I don't know, that's, I guess I'm a gangster. <laughs> that's really, that's really, I like that a lot. Thank you. Um. Alright. Was, was that the last one? No, there are three more. Good lord! Um, but we're just gonna... Brian. <laughs> Brian. Alright. Have you ever felt this way before? <laughs> uh, sing a few bars of the Midnight Crew song on air. Oh, I might do that. <laughs> do you know the song? No. I um, thought this was a joke. Oh no, it's a song. It's a, like, it's a, it's an actual vintage song. Okay. Um, okay, and then what's the third one? Uh... Do you have a favorite non-Homestuck intermission? Oh, a favorite non-Homestuck intermission. The main one I can think of is from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and that's not particularly a favorite. I just found it funny. What was the intermission there? It's actually the end of the movie. (laughs) It just says that they're going to intermission. And I can vividly remember the first time I ever watched it, like sitting through the whole, like, credits, just being like, it's intermission, like, it can't be over, what? It's so unresolved. Oh, I don't remember that part. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm fabricating it, I don't really know. I don't know. I can't think of another intermission. Well, because, hold on, at the end, there's, like, the, the army, right? Yeah. Running over the hillside. Yeah. And then there's, like, the modern-day detective who gets arrested. By, like, modern-day policemen? Yes. In a castle? Or something? Yeah. And, like, his, his his wife comes on screen, and, like, someone's <laughs> interviewing her, and then just kind of peters out? Yes. <laughs> That's the end? I don't remember there being, like, an intermission screen, but that might be there. Let me check. Let me Google this right now. Okay, so, yeah, so, the intermission. I don't know when that happens, though, but it's in the... There's an intermission in it. Confirmed. <sighs> okay. Confirmed. Um, I'm gonna say the only movie I remember having an intermission at all is Ben Hur. Ben Hur done that. God. <laughs> <laughs> ben Hur, I barely know her. Oh. Um. Um. Great. All right, that's it. That's all the questions we have. Wait, wait, wait no, we have to read this. That's all the questions I'm we gonna have. Re- today. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna solve it. Questions Alex. we have today. Wait. <laughs>
<laughs> okay, maybe this maybe this was written recently and it's just it's just done in a in a um in an old timey style. Wait, did you think there was like a the Midnight Crew a song? Vin- a, a vintage song? I thought it was like a real like old song, but it's not. It's just oh, written yeah. in an old timey I just detest uh-huh. a man afraid to go home in the dark. Sing some more. Or maybe this is just a recent recording of it. Go on. Um. Yeah, okay. So. I'm just gonna... We'll just put it in the show notes, I guess. I don't... <laughs> but it's basically just like... Uh... I'm a, it's like I'm imagining like you thought it was an old timey song, and it's like I'm a carapace person. I kill some people in a mansion. <laughs> no, it's I'm gonna send it to you. It's really cutesy. It's like old timey, like barber shoppy almost. It's like hard for me. To, I'm having a trouble figuring out how I would sing it because it's done in like three or four part harmony actually so i'm not gonna sing it for you but it's really cute it's two minutes long and you should all listen to it you could do four recordings of it and put them together yeah because my um, singing voice is definitely up to that <laughs> they would cancel each other out um thanks for the questions uh brian you don't have to send five next time but thank you <laughs> yes thanks <sighs> And Brooks, um, let us know if we missed the joke <laughs> in your pet store question. It was probably, he's probably shooting for exactly the same timbre that you go for with your, like, jokes. You're, like, your asks to them that are always just, like... But mine are, like, an obvious goof. I don't, I don't know if this is a, maybe he's trying to psych us out. Maybe. Into like wondering if it's a goof or not. Oh my god! Maybe maybe we are enacting the goof. Maybe we are the goof all along. <laughs> maybe the goof was the friends we made along Lock the way. <laughs> Thanks everybody. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Um, we'll see you. Oh wait, uh, we'll see you next week. Um, wait, let me look up. Well, how many pages we're gonna read next week? Uh, while she's doing that, if you'd like to uh, find us individually on the internet, I am Leaf Crunch on Tumblr and Crunchleaf on Twitter. And she is brick chip on both. It's true. It's all true. Okay, so yeah. So next week we are going to read pages 3163 through 3257. And that's going to take us through the end of this intermission. And so we probably will have, again, not a whole highfalutin lot to say. Um, Then we're going to skip a week. And then we'll come back with Act 4. So see you then. Yeah. Um... Cool, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) Oh gosh, I was just about to hang up the call. (laughs) Okay.